everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Chissa Pod. I am Joy Pande. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our guest today, you might know as a man on the ground, Gamzabalazo. But recently, you got to see a different side of him on the Moss Singer essay. We chat to none either than Musi Maimani about his stint in the music scene and his work on the ground. Take a listen. Yes, Umzanzi Celeville is filled with flavor. But you know that Or who secured the latest bag? Or just who's dripping with sauce? And who's adding the spice? Because if it's hot, then it's definitely in the cheese pot. Getting straight into the chat, uh, which is the fact that you were recently on The Masked Singer, which is like a huge deal for a person of your caliber like you've been in the political space since 2011 and even though we've seen you doing interviews you've been on set we've never seen you do something you know like as such so let's talk about that experience altogether and how you even how they even got to uh, uh to to make you agree to to you know getting on stage and singing yeah, I mean, firstly, my wife and kids and I, we watched The Masked Singer, right? Mm-hmm. And the international version, we watched the US uh, in its debut season and we, we just enjoyed uh, the bits about it and the surprise that went on with it. And then the producer, I think An- Anela, called me and said to me, hey, it's coming to South Africa. Have you given, could you give some thought to being on it? And I, at first, I, it was an outright Firstly, one asking me to sing and two asking me to dance. Mm. I knew exactly the concept of the show. became a huge ask. But then um, I thought my kids enjoy this show. Wouldn't Mm. it be an amazing surprise? Because I always tell them to do things outside their own comfort zone. I thought I want to surprise them and do something that they'd never seen me do before. Let me do it. Mm. Um, so, So I spoke to my wife, I spoke to our team, I said, what do you think? They said, okay. Sounds like fun. Let's do mm-hmm. something that's fun. Also, there's a mold, you know, I, I was, there's a mold upon which South Africans see you in and mm-hmm. they tend to pigeonhole you into that hole mm-hmm. and into that role. And I thought this might be a fun way. It's like, let's do something cool and fun and South African that, that and I was proud of the team. They did an incredible job production wise. Um, I said, let's do it. The only condition that I had was, I can't get some pathetic mask. Okay. <laughs> I needed, I needed to go for the warrior because you know, you know, you know, you know. Once you are a banana, you are always a banana. If you are, <laughs> you know, if you are, you get some useless mask. Yeah. So we had to. That was contractually. I said, like, eh, you can do many things. I want the mask that when I walk out, people must be like, yeah, now it's on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a mouthful that you mentioned. I definitely want to grab a few from what you just said firstly the fact that Anala called you uh you guys actually friends the fact that she can just call you and be like hey can you just come through um no 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 no. i've respected her as an entertainer and obviously Mm -hmm. as a broadcaster and we've always held a a professional relationship in the sense that if she needed interviews for anything she'd call me up or whatever Mm -hmm. and interacted with me politically so i think even for her we didn't even i when she 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 said to me can i call her we didn't even have each other's numbers, so mm. it was quite. Uh, so we've always held it uh, professionally, and so when she asked, it was quite a quite a quite a daunting uh, task. But I respect her. I mean, I, I I love her. I think she's a great South African. 
great entertainer. She's super. Absolutely. Um, and then getting into the fact that, I mean, I like the fact that you mentioned that there's so many ways that people can perceive you, especially if you're a political figure. It's almost like you lack personality. They kind of want to strip you of that. So maybe let's even get to know Musi Maimani just a little bit. Like, who is Musi Maimani beyond the public perception? Well, at least now we know it's Musi Maimani who listens to Lionel Richie and is a big yeah. fan of the Commodores, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I, I look, I'm not, to be honest, I'm like literally a, a Kasi boy who literally grew up with Kasi Soweto. I grew up in a very, my father used to listen. Music has always been in our home. My uh, bands like Bo, Stimela, Reichika Papiri, Tapero Komo were regular people in our house. Mm. We were, uh, and so, and so that's the, um, that's the background within which I grew up in. I didn't, we didn't have money growing up. So mm. my mother worked as a cashier. My father was effectively a factory worker. Mm. I am, I'm a passionate footballer. I sadly support chiefs. <laughs> and <laughs> that's a tragedy. That's, that's another that... commission of inquiry. Hey, that's coming that soon. one. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so I grew up, go, go, I grew up in a, Catholic primary school, Kosoweto, and so effectively my life has been not always about politics. It was in business, it was in different school, in education. But then I have, in my own self, having studied, having done master's degrees, I felt to contribute to the country. So, so we had the activism of Soweto when literally in the 90s in that period before 94 and post 94 the sense of the violence in Soweto that's what conscientized my politics mm. uh, to see all of that so when you say who's Musi there's a full and a broad story that involves just that upbringing the sense of faith in that I grew up Catholic all of that and the mm. sense of activism that allowed me to to want to say let's make a difference in our country and i've always used whatever platform i've got whether even if it was in the ngo sector mm. we used ngos to deliver food for people whether it was in education i we set up extra lessons for kids so that we can teach them and even in business now i'm involved in in setting up funds that are able to empower micro small businesses so that we can give them capital to make a difference so i think that's kindly where passionate footballer passionate um, you know, music, my music, I still think uh, the 90s was the best decade of music, but mm. I know others will say, I'm a piano is the latest. I listen I listen to as wide a range as possible from Drake to, from Tupac to Drake, from literally mm. boys to men to yeah. the Commodores. I listen to it all and I listen to a lot of church music. So, mm. so that's where I come from, yeah. Since you have a wide range of music selection, is Nige on your playlist right now? Nigga. <laughs> 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 so in fact, the song I did uh, opening, Tande, uh, mm. um, mm. funny enough, that was a suggestion. And I kept thinking, I'm going to sing it for my wife, even though she doesn't, she doesn't know the lyrics, what they mean. Yeah. But Nigga is not currently. <laughs> I must <laughs> listen to more things, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, yeah. the song selection. But also what I wanted to know, is the singing even real? Like, can you actually sing? Do you have like real vocals somehow? How hidden in you? 
that's totally that's totally my voice. There's no modulation. There's nothing. That's me singing. So let the <laughs> I, I I can say at least one one round. Bunavanye we eliminated in the first round. Maybe there was a performance, but at least I can say in the category yeah. I lasted for a little bit longer. You know, I wish I could sing more. And we did more songs. No, the singing is as real as you get. Uh, there's no adjustment or anything like that. Um, I I Pella, we grew up in those. Uh, you know, when you are in a in a black church, you don't have a choice. You sing. Mm, I guess, yeah, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> I can already attest to that. So does that you mean there's... Yeah? Yeah, I don't know what you were saying. No, I'm saying since you're a man who's like, you know, you have ventured in like into different spheres uh, beyond the political side of things, could, you, could there be like uh, uh, some music venture probably brewing? Or would you like be... <laughs> <laughs> like a ghost singer on somebody's track. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was probably I. You know, you know, you. I'll tell you this because uh, it is quite a thing. I mm. when you we we and it's a it's a we didn't grow up with Spotify or Apple Music or any of that. So whenever lyrics to songs came out, they went the thing. You know, Ronaldo Soweto. We listened to LPs and CDs and all of that, but they didn't always all come with lyrics. So you used to make up the words to the songs, you know. So when I sang even the Commodores, um, Easy Like Sunday Morning, I literally had to make sure I knew the lyrics, not what I thought I heard them as when you're listening to a CD and LP or whatever the thing is. So so I won't be doing any cover versions for anybody. I must <laughs> say I wish those people well, but <laughs> I, had a, I had fun doing it nonetheless. Yeah. What did you like most about um, the experience on set? You know, I, I, I found it unbelievably well organized and highly professional. You know, I, I think sometimes as South Africans, we forget our own product, production capability. Mm. You know, we, we, we kind of, I mean, even now I'm celebrating, I'm even enjoying the Shaga series mm. because its production value mm. is unbelievable. Mm. You know, having traveled to different parts of the world, I'm, people must be envious of us. We are able to, and the thing I loved even about this mouse because now we've been watching, right? My mm. kids did not know a thing that I was on it. Mm. And that's what made the whole thing worthwhile. But watching and seeing South Africans from different walks of life participate in it, even um, who was that rugby player who was unmasked? Um, Victor Matfield. You think in South Africa you can Victor Matfield doing something, Dr. Kumalo, eh, Magodi, various people. Mm. Is the diversity of our country yet the production is unbelievable. I found it professional. I found it weird at times not being able to talk to people. I found it when you have to hide every time you get somewhere, you've got to be all fully masked up. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Uh, that sense, that sense, even even when my kids said, ah, have you met the judges? I said, I never saw them until the night we finished. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, here's another strange thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, the host of the show, um, uh, Pops. Mpo and I were at a cricket final, the finals of the women's cricket in Cape Town. We sat mm-hmm. next to each other and we were talking I, I, we, we, and literally, he found out as they sent him a message 
on the stage of Mass Singer that it was me. And when we both saw each other, we were like, we were just together the other day. <laughs> so it was just such a great, fun thing to be able to go through and mm. know that it was tight lip secrets all yeah. the way around. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to also talk about that, especially because, I mean, we're name dropping, you know, how, you know, you can be on set or uh, on specific occasions um, interacting with different celebrities and how politicians and celebrities seem to have like a close how formed some sort of a close-knit relationship. Like, for instance, it was Figulim Balula with AKA. I want to know who's your AKA, but let me not say AKA because God bless his soul. But I know you're quite close friends with Siv and Gersi. Yes, um, Siv and I are very good friends. I'm very good friends with a number of sportsmen and women, like, right? We all hang out together. Mm. But, you know, I, I would say probably my closest friend is probably Siv and Gersi. They're yeah. probably more, yeah. more, more. Him, yeah, he's he's the uncle to my children. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. definitely even backs you up when it comes to social media as well. <laughs> no, nah, he's he's a brother. He's like he's like he's like blood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. even though yes, we saw the lighter side of you. You are a politician. You are still always at work. I'm sure now when we're trying struggling to reach you, you were on the ground. You know, trying to save this country somehow. Yeah, I actually just finished a whole meeting with a leadership from Mpumalanga to try and mobilize this. So that's what got me delayed. Mm. And uh, But, you know, I love this country. And, you know, the, the thing that I almost wanted to, and I still want to get right, is that politics is way too important to be left up to politicians. Oh, yes, that's it, a good it, point. It needs, it needs South Africans. And, and I, and I, you know, I'm en I'm enjoying this phase of my life because I think when I was in the DA, people kind of, as I said, we put you in a box and, mm. and then we just look for evidence whether you confirm that box. Mm. I'm really enjoying getting to know, getting to be known by South Africans for truly who I am, not mm. not truly the prejudicial, Musi must be a sellout, he must be this, he must yes. be that. No, 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 no. I'm loving the idea of going... Look, let's just be cool about making sure that we ourselves are yeah. just, we're just, one of the songs I was going to do had I got through this round was, was, um, Ordinary People by, um, John Legend. Ah, nah, this, John Legend. Yeah. Because we are, we are just ordinary people, just mm. ordinary people. And, yeah. and the day we lose the sense of just being ordinary people is the day we sell people this idea that politicians are somewhat a special breed. Mm. And I think that, you know, we must try and fix that. We must try and remind people that this is about all of us. And yeah. All of us can make a difference. Yeah. I think we also got to believe that now when you started your own movement, I mean, for, for the longest time, I mean, even now as I speak to you, I feel like I'm even getting a different side of Musi. Like, you know? <laughs> you know <laughs> wow like you had been dubbed like so many things even like the puppet to the white master you know yeah, yeah. yeah how has it how has it been just coming out of that mold because i feel like now you're coming out of that shell or that mold now how has that transition been no, for you it's, it's been great and i won't and i'm grateful for it like right and i'm grateful just to be able to to just 
to just, uh, as I say, for, for people to get to know me mm. and for me to get to know uh, and interact with people at a different level. Because mm. I, I think, given our history as a country, mm. it's tempting to to want to locate you within a particular race and if you feel like you're outside of that race then people start to say i know you've lost the race you're no longer black i mean i used to have debates about who's blacker than who and asked mm. why are we as a why are we as a people you don't hear white people getting together but when are you are less white than this one absolutely right? like but yes as black south africans we do it and so i'm enjoying i'm enjoying us being able to have that conversation because it will give us also the space when people fail for us to to be able to to call it out and then when people excel to call it out mm. so so to me i'm always looking for opportunities where i can say this is and that's why i'm so proud of the production massing mm. because i think here's anele doing a phenomenal thing she's a sister mm. we must we must support it because it's gonna it's gotta be better than the international version yeah we gotta be proud of that we've got to be proud of sack we've got to be proud of that because not not as Steve Biko says it, black consciousness isn't just a function of of us being better than whites. That's a low ambition. It's about us owning who we are mm. so that people can realize, but black is beautiful. Mm. I, I don't know if I capture that well enough, but I, I feel it's one of the things that if we're going to restore uh, and, and build for the future of this country, we have to uphold the dignity of what it means to be truly an African and be proud of that. So mm-hmm. I'm enjoying just that space, that space that says I'm not speaking with a, uh, you know, previously be like white party DA hat. Mm. I'm speaking as a South African who, who, who's lived through the streets of this country, have seen both wealth and poverty mm. and get the complexities of this country. And I'm speaking to say, hey, guys, this is our country. Let's do something together. Absolutely. I think uh, what you mentioned earlier spoke of just how the power of entertainment in South Africa, when you say just the quality of it and the fact that we are really producing some really good content, that's definitely just, I guess, distracting some of us from the noise or the, you know, the ailments that we face as a country. Um, but at the same time, we're always reminded because maybe while you're watching the mass Singer, then Haibo, Lochedin, <laughs> or like whatever else. You know, so as as somebody who's contesting for the 2024 elections, I wanted to know what you have to say about the state of the country right now. Like, I had to go buy five liters of water not too long ago to prepare for tomorrow, just in case, you know. Um, Then there's load shedding. And of course, it's not as intense as it was, you know. But I mean, what do you have to say about all these things that we're facing as a country? We are in a difficult space. I think we can't shy away from that. South Africans are not working, our education system is failing us, and certainly more than anything, we feel unsafe because crime has just gone through the roof. Mm. Yet, with all of that, I am one who says, now, to use, to it's now common cause mm. that we need change. It's like mm. we can't ignore we at this point now where we need change. And as someone who's standing, I'm standing in 2024 because I think we need young people at the forefront of of, of this government. Mm. We need a vision for where this country's got to go that moves us in a world. You know, COVID gave us uh, that speed bump. Mm. 
that let us let let us pause and know even when we were sitting at home trying to figure out how to bury loved ones there were people stealing mm. it gave us that pause to say okay now after this what world do we want to live in and i for those reasons mm. am optimistic about this country i'm optimistic because young people say we don't trust where we've come from now we've got to build for tomorrow mm. i'm optimistic that thanks to technology we are able to leapfrog some things we're mm. going to have new jobs that never existed that not even for our parents mm. we can educate in a different way because suddenly the best teacher can teach from from wherever they are all over the world but be able to deliver the same quality lesson in a rural community thanks to technology i think that if we allow ourselves the space to even be bold enough for the new leadership we can keep people safe and build a new government so so i'm optimistic that to use um the old is dying the old things the old way of thinking is dying mm-hmm. we've hit that point and i'm glad we're there now now we've got to bring the new and maybe as someone who's an enthusiast um and an optimist i'm really looking forward to the new because when i see the new voices the new spaces i mean even in all sectors not just politically but mm-hmm. even in the business sense i'm tired of discussing the same old old businessmen boma saiki bopatri and all of that. Mm. Let's talk about the new entrepreneurs that are coming up, the new brands, Amatosa, mm. Botsepo Jeans. Yes. This is a new breed and a new talent. When I look at even our sporting codes and our arts and culture, and when I think about all of that, mm. to me, tells me what South Africa has gone through the fire of COVID. But after that, the green shoots that are growing are young, fresh, vibrant. Those are my people, and I'm grateful. So I'm glad to be living now. You know, people always say, oh, I wish I lived in the 70s so I could do it away with the 76 ones. I say, yeah, <laughs> maybe we might suffer from FOMO and that sense. Mm-hmm. But in truth, there's a struggle now that will require such an intelligence and a difference. Mm-hmm. So I'm optimistic. I, so if you say, what's the state? Yeah, it's ugly, but it's, a, it's like that ugly after a fire. Mm-hmm. It, it's devastating. Yeah. But... When you say, Amar, we can rebuild it in this way that we wanted to do, there's a glimmer of hope about the, what country we could build. Mm, mm, I see. I mean, one thing that you've mentioned, uh, you know, consistently within this this chat is the fact that you, how much you love this country. And I know we've seen you, you know, in and out of court. One thing about Musi Mamani, he will go to court. You know, you've known, you're known for, like, victory, but also for defeat. And I wanted to know if you even, like, uh, if if you know that whole going in and out of court, does it have any financial implications? Do you feel them in any way, or do you have like a pro bono type of a lawyer who can you know help you out with that? No, we f- we fundraise for court actions, and we've mm. got a lot of legal teams that are willing to help. Mm. I wish I never had to go to court to mm. tell you the truth, because sometimes you go to court for things that are very self-evident. Like, yeah. like why do like if, if 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 I look at those blue light guys who beat up that guy, mm. and nothing happens, and then we go to court on behalf of that guy. Mm. Truly, like we shouldn't be going to court for things that are that obvious. Like if mm. we're a government that is like, like today those guys should have been fired. Like come yeah. on, yeah. like you know. But then you eventually feel like, okay, the government is not going to act. What can I do? And what way can we fight to make sure these guys eventually act? So it's all of these kinds of things mm. that, to me, force us to do things. But court action is not the only thing I do. Like, like I know some of this less publicized. For example, in business. 
Mm. We set up, we did a, we do a thing where, like I'll probably do it, we'll do it again in August for women entrepreneurs who've got brilliant ideas. Let them give us proposals and those proposals, what we do is we try and raise capital to help them and then we give them mentorship. So that never ends up in court, but we help entrepreneurs. I've got a woman who started a sanitary towels business it was doing okay, but then we gave her some additional capital, gave her mentorship. Now she's a distributor for clicks, right? Like that's a Love that's that. something that we can sit back and say, okay, that's cool. That's what we're doing. We also, you know, we set up like blended learning centers where young people can come and do tech and learn and all of those things. So, so, so yeah, the things that are less public are sometimes the more interesting bits. Like mm. um, the public things, obviously going to court is a big action, but there are micro actions that are happening day in, day out, mm. where we say in our little bit, what are we doing to help this community? Mm. Um, establishing a a fund to help funds micro entrepreneurs you know it's, it's it's because i truly believe you've got some talented people who are starting great businesses let's help them mm. you know um, i love that that's 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 practicing my in the meantime practicing my dancing <laughs> 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 I love that. Um, well, so we've established that, of course, um, you know, you won't be releasing any music anytime soon. <laughs> so what causes are, are we looking forward to see you seeing you on the ground and working on um, if you're going to be doing TV anytime soon? Where are we catching you? Um, yeah, no, look, now uh, we're going across all nine provinces, obviously identifying people who want to stand for public office. Um, so I'm meeting great people, great people, because, you know, my issue is parliament is boring because it's stale. People there should be on pension, but that nonetheless they're there. You know, like so the only way we fix for that is to go around, find talented people in communities and say to them, Stand stand for public office, represent your community. In fact tonight mm-hmm. I'm doing a training thing with them online and we're using digital technology to infiltrate communities where we can talk directly to great candidates who will one day be in parliament. Because mm. wouldn't it be great if we could just bring down the average age of parliament? Just in because okay. then you could get better conversations occurring. I may not agree with everything young people say, but let them be in the room to make yeah. the inputs. And you know, these 2000s, right? these young people, no, they know a oh, lot. They have solutions yeah, for exactly. day. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and if we tap into that, suddenly we don't have to follow the age-old tried and tired methods we can leapfrog some things you know so so that's what i'm doing and then obviously naturally we are litigating on this escom issue Pravin mm-hmm. has taken me to court to say i said that he wants to uh, he wants to disagree with the judgment that we won that says um schools hospitals and um and uh, like so public facilities must be exempt from load shedding with additional energy. Mm-hmm. So he wants to take us to court for that. I'll see him in court, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, because he must explain to people why children must die in, from not sense. having incubators. It's my argument. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so, so that's the work that we're doing, right? We, and then we're building. I, I always say to people, if you're not helping us build, tell me what are you doing to build this country? Mm, mm. love that love that um, Mr. Mamani thank you so much for your time really really appreciate you taking the time out you know away from the saving this world somehow <laughs> and really all the best on everything appreciate right. it much 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 appreciate it thank you so much for the call and that's it for this edition of the Chesapod. Remember that you can find our latest podcast, review, and subscribe for free on iono.fm Spotify Google Play 
Apple Podcasts, Player.fm and Pocket Cast. You can also follow us on all social media platforms at Chissa Live. This Chissa Pod is a Times Live production. I have been your host, Joy Pande. Until next time, it's goodbye for now. Bye.